I am Dan Casper, and this is the Man Cave Football Podcast. Hey, appreciate you all tuning in to another episode of the world-famous Man Cave Football Podcast. I know we're running a little late again this week, but let's just say in a couple weeks we, we should be back on uh, schedule here. Let's get this political stuff out of the way, and we should be able to be back on schedule and on time and maybe even getting the podcast out on time here a little bit, like a couple days ahead of time but excuses excuses for all of you tuning in right now big thanks for uh for downloading subscribing or just listening for the first time make sure you tell your friends though we gotta we gotta spread the word of the man cave of the man cave football podcast we gotta get this thing going out here uh and if you're listening to this shoot me a message just because so i can give an idea if you listen to this i want i want to get your feedback I want to get your feedback on on these podcasts uh, i'll throw it started off by throwing out you a question you know with the feedback what what do you want to see within the Man Cave Football Podcast? What do we miss? I feel like we're missing something, like a segment, an element to this. What do you want to see? You know, if you got like any ideas, I'm open to them. And if I like it, maybe I'll send you something. How about that? But uh, coming up in this podcast, we'll hear from uh, my backup quarterback, Big Steve from Cool Facts. He's got a few things on his mind, specifically surrounding the. The Packers' loss against Tampa Bay, or should I say the Tampa, uh, Green Bay's uh, ass-kicking against Tampa Bay uh, this past Sunday. Uh, we got a hard count uh, coming up here uh, as well to end things. No film session this week, but uh, we'll get to the one. We might just kind of spread those out in terms of the movie ones. You know, the last one we did uh, uh, the program, and I know in, in, in for film sessions, it's not just movies, but it's like, you know, plays and and scouting and all that so we're, we're going to spread those things out it's not going to be necessarily in every podcast sort of segment if you will so uh no film session but we do have the hard counts we've do got uh, big steve from cool facts and uh but you know you know how we start off things with with some quick outs hard hitting topics right away you know kind of Getting a few topics that, you know, aren't really, you know, new. How do I want to phrase this? Stuff that's just kind of like jumped out to me. You know, stuff that's gone in my mind and just some weird stuff that I that I kind of think about and analyze. And anybody that's either listened to my radio show or, or a listener of this podcast for a long time, you know, I like to think of topics that are maybe a little bit deep off the wall really try to analyze something here so that's kind of what quick outs is so i want to lead off though with with the vikings uh the vikings with with another loss they're they're now in their bye week this week okay uh maybe they're starting you know to kind of sell off some of their assets players what i mean by assets uh you know trading uh nagakwe after they just traded him for before the season started um you know there's some more rumors in that i know their gm spielman is not acknowledging it's going to be a rebuild or anything like that but here's the thing i think we need to maybe kind of be a little bit harder on the on the vikings in in terms of you, you look at this team the last few years and pretty much ever since zimmer has been there i mean and, and i guess if you wanted to go like to one year Favre was there and they fell short too but I mean you look at this and you look at how this team was structured for for the last few years and they're not going to the playoffs again this year last year they they squeaked into the playoffs 10-6 record I mean you talk about a team that 
you know, invests a lot. And you're seeing different teams kind of in different ways in how they invest, you know, really trying to, you know, make moves right away and bring in these high-priced players and trying to go for it right away, which uh, I think Minnesota was trying to do the last couple years. But you look at what some of the moves that that they've made, and some were good. Um, Some haven't panned out, Kirk Cousins. But I think, you know, you're, you're not really necessarily, I think, hearing a lot about the failures of the Minnesota Vikings. And I'm not just trying to pick on them, okay? I, I'm not just trying to pick on them because I'm sitting here in Wisconsin, in Packers country. I'm, I, that's not what I'm doing. I'm just saying, like, maybe I feel a little bit bad or sad for Vikings fans out there because, I mean, they should be better. They should have been better than what we have seen in the last, what do what should we say, five Six years, somewhere around there, they should have been better. One appearance to the NFC Championship game with a backup quarterback and Case Keenum, and he played great. I'm not trying to knock, but he played great. But that's all you got. Uh, and just looking at you know what their plan was this year, they've put a lot on Kirk Cousins' shoulders, and for a quarterback that is getting paid. 30 some million dollars per year they should have a lot of pressure or they should be able to carry their team like a lot of quarterbacks with that price tag do but he's not and the fact that they gave him an extension is questionable I know he had a great year last year but I mean you're willing to commit that kind of money right away for that long of a term it's it's ridiculous so I I I think we should be a little bit harder uh, on, on maybe like the front office of Spielman of, for, for Minnesota and maybe even Zimmer and, and some of his coaching moves that he's made or, or hires because this has got a lot of talent still on this team. But maybe we look at some of the decisions that they decided to go with and how they wanted to go about this team. I don't know. I feel like they should be criticized a little bit more than maybe what they're, what they're kind of getting as, as of late. Because I, I, I kind of feel bad for, if you think about it, look at look at this team. A lot of good players over the years. A lot of solid players over the years. And all they have to show for is getting their butts whooped in an NFC Championship game with, I guess, against Philadelphia, who also was playing a backup quarterback in Nick Foles, but off to a, he had a great season that year. I don't know. There's just something going on with Minnesota. And you know what, Spielman, you can acknowledge it's not a rebuild. And maybe it's not. But you got to do something different, and maybe it's just a little retooling here. But I think the worst move that this franchise made in the last few years was signing Kirk Cousins to that ridiculous contract this past offseason. For, you know, I, and I, okay, 30 million, whatever. It's for the long term, too, where you're handcuffed for the next couple of years. You didn't protect yourself in the future. And since I'm on my soapbox about teams right now, and I love Mike McCarthy, but what's going on in Dallas right now is a complete mess. It's it's a shit show, right? You know, now you got players calling out the coaching staff and bickering back and forth and all this. I mean, it, it doesn't look good. But, you know, and and that's another team too that isn't afraid to like go out there and, and, and acquire players and you know sign players and especially name players and all that sort of stuff. But you know, I, I will say this about Mike. He went from one general manager, Ted Thompson in Green Bay, 
who is a guy that, um, you know, didn't really sign big-name free agents to a uh, general manager and Jerry Jones who's all about signing big-name free agents, it seems like. So, I mean, there was no really in the middle for, for Mike, so maybe it, it's something where it's guys that just don't fit the system and you're trying to fit, again, kind of like back maybe in his Packers days, square pegs in a round hole. I don't know, but at the same time, a coach should adjust to what he has. I, maybe they're not on the same page here of what their same vision is. I don't know. Or it's just a mess. You talk about two of the most disappointing teams this year. For me, it's Minnesota and Dallas. Two teams, complete shit shows, especially Dallas. Shit shows. Uh, it's, I don't know. But Mike is going to have to make some decisions. And it might start with a defensive coordinator, his good buddy Mike Nolan, after this year, if he's if Mike McCarthy's still going to be around. I think Mike's going to be around. I, I don't think Jerry Jones wants to admit maybe... And who knows if it's a mistake, and who knows if it's going to be a mistake, but I just, you know, I I think Jerry's going to stick with it at least one more year, and it has nothing to do with money. But he wants to see that, he wants to prove to people he was right. And if it's going to take a crap year this year, we'll, we'll find out. But, wow, Dallas, Minnesota, not good. And I got one more thing I want to do on my on my soapbox here. Seattle reportedly rumored interested in wide receiver Antonio Brown. They already got Josh Gordon on the reserved uh, suspended list. Now there's even Pete Carroll acknowledged it. Russell Wilson's acknowledged it. They're interested in Antonio Brown potentially if it all works out. Antonio Brown serving a suspension until through week eight. My question is why? Your defense is horrible which is weird to say surrounding Seattle. Your offense is already great. Russell Wilson's already eating. DK Metcalf and Lockett are, are, are off to great starts. They're on pace to have 1,000 yards each. So what's the point of adding Antonio Brown? And Russell and, I mean, Russell Wilson, Geno Smith, apparently, you know, good friends with him, working out with him, yada, yada, yada. Cool. Great. But do you really need another wide receiver unless you're thinking you got to outscore everybody because your defense is that awful and then you just need to get in shootouts? But, I mean, come on, for, for crying out loud, we've seen that's not always the case when you get like into the playoffs and, and get deeper in the season. Seattle faced that type of team in the Super Bowl against Denver. And what happened there? Seattle's defense completely dominated Denver's amazing offense that year. Was that 13? So you may think that your defense is like, eh, it's so bad we might need to outscore teams. and But really, I, I don't understand that. I, I don't understand that move, that potential move. I don't get it. If somebody can explain it better to me, I'm open for it. But you're already throwing up some big numbers on offense and yards, and, and you got your young receivers like DK Metcalf off to a terrific start. Do you really need Antonio Brown added to that? I mean, it's still a risk to bring him in. He could be saying the right things, and it can be all calm, cool, and quiet on his end. And he can be buddy-buddies with Russell Wilson. You bring him into that locker room with him and, and Pete Carroll. That doesn't guarantee anything, though. 
Remember Golden Tate and Percy Harvin, like, fist fighting or something like that? And then Russell Wilson and Golden Tate's issues? Richard Sherman calling out Russell Wilson? I just... You're off to an undefeated season so far. Your offense is rolling. It seems worthless to add somebody like Antonio Brown. I don't get it. I don't get it. If somebody can explain it to me better, please do. But this doesn't make sense. And then finally, for quick outs here, um, I want to talk about the Miami Dolphins' decision on going with Tua now for the rest of the season. We saw Tua's first appearance after the Dolphins getting a victory over the Jets. Ryan Fitzpatrick has been off to – he's had a good season. And Ryan Fitzpatrick was emotional and is honest about the decision about, you know, getting benched and now it's Tua's turn. I think this was just a move, to be honest with you, that was in the making from the beginning because Miami is going into the bye week and they want extra time for, for Tua to prepare as a starter. Got his feet wet here a little bit. All right, let's move on to it. It just so happens to be that Miami is, you know, kind of in the hunt for in the division right now and it just so happened to be that ryan fitzpatrick was playing well but they also i'm sure they know and they won't admit it they don't got a shot to win anything this year it's not about this year it's not if they were five if they were undefeated or if they had like one loss or if they were in the division lead then maybe things happen differently and 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 they don't make this move right away but and if they're maybe getting, you know, consistent dominating performances from from other players, then maybe it's it's a different change. But I think this was just something that was in the in the cards. They're, they're looking at this team. They're thinking, is, is this a team that a can win a division or even win some playoff games? No, it's not about this year. It's about the next year's, and it's about getting Tua ready for that. But it really is, I think, gone of, of the days of Aaron Rodgers, a first round quarterback. You know, sitting three years unless Jordan Love is kind of following in the Aaron Rodgers steps, maybe sort of, and that's a little bit of a different scenario. You know, Fitzpatrick Rodgers, you, you draft a quarterback. If they're sitting behind a Hall of Famer, then it might be a few years. But if it's a first round quarterback sitting behind somebody like Ryan Fitzpatrick, well, it's going to be sooner rather than later. Let's be honest with that. So uh, I get it, I understand it. I know there's some people questioning, like, well, Dolphins, you're not out of it, and Fitzpatrick's playing well. Maybe if they were, you know, playing well on all phases and they looked like a really contending team, it's different. And maybe if they had like one loss or or in the division lead, it's different. But at this stage in the game, is Miami playing a little bit better than expected? Yes. But are they playing out of this world? No. It's the right call for to put Tua as the starter right now. It, it really is. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And then we're going to hear from backup quarterback, Big Steve from Cool Facts after this quick break. Hey guys, Dan Casper here. Don't forget to check out my radio show weekday morning 6A to 9A on Sports Talk 105.1790 AM. You can also check it out online at sportstalk1051.com. Download the Sports Talk 105.1 app or listen on your Google and Alexa home devices. The Dan Casper show airs weekday mornings from 6AM to 9AM. <laughs> Hey, Dan, it's your 
your buddy Big Steve, QB2 from Northern Central Dunn County. Hey, got a few things to touch on for you this week with the Man Cave Pod. Uh, first, let's address these uh, rumors of uh, Antonio Brown of the pack. Uh, no friggin' way. No way. No way. This is just bad news written all over it, and uh, we don't need a cancer like that in our locker room. We got enough questions after this bi-week ass-kicking. We don't need a guy like that to come in and uh, completely uh, explode our clubhouse. So I say no to that. Uh, secondly, let's uh, let's talk about uh, what happens to the Packers after their bye week. Uh, no secret there. Matt LaFleur's boys seem to... Uh, put their feet up during the bye week, and uh, when they come into their following week's game, they get their asses kicked. So can you uh, touch on that? What might be the, the reasoning behind the, the bye week blues, as uh, we call them up here in, in Coolfax? Uh, I also see the Super Bowl might be uh, pushed back to March. I just read a headline today. And uh, if that's the case and the Packers make it, that uh, that might that might be trouble uh, given our history of uh, – long breaks between uh, games, uh, especially, you know, we saw Tampa kick our ass there. If we uh, have to play another Tampa-like team or the Steelers or the Titans, uh, we're going to get we're gonna get destroyed if we have to wait all the way until March to play the Super Bowl. So, uh, thirdly, if you could uh, clue me in on what has happened to our defense, uh, no pressure on Tom Brady, no pressure at all. Where have the Smith brothers gone? Are they on any milk cartons? I haven't seen them. They're missing. Tell me what's going on with our defense. And uh, I'll leave you with a hypothetical here. If the NFL had sponsors like uh, like we see in the NBA on their jerseys, who would be on Green Bay jersey, Green Bay's jersey and uh, why? Or who would you like to see as a sponsor on those jerseys? Fill me in, man. Big Steve, out. Big Steve's obviously upset about the the Packers loss last week, and uh, if you're a Packers fan, why wouldn't you be? Uh, you know, the the buy coming out uh, coming out shitty uh, against Tampa Bay. I mean, the first quarter they came out and looked pretty good, and then two turnovers from Aaron Rodgers, which never happens. You, you sometimes I feel like you have a better better chance at winning the lottery than actually seeing a pick six from Aaron Rodgers, let alone two interceptions in two straight drives. You know, Rodgers and, and LeFleur talked about after the game, you know, it was a bad week of practice, and LeFleur said something about if you practice bad, you're going to play bad. Well, if you're going to practice bad, why was it allowed? I mean, I shouldn't say why was it allowed, but, you know, I guess as a coach, if you're seeing it all week, what can you do to, to kind of correct that? I, I, and I'm a believer of coach can only do so much, and then it's up to the, to the players to actually, you know, do what the coaches are telling so if the coaches, and I, ha- I I would assume they were going out and, you know, telling these guys, guys, you're, you're not doing your job. This is, a, this is a horrible practice. If the players weren't listening to that, they'd be like, ah, coach, we're good. Well, then that's on the players. But, I mean, hopefully that was a kind of a come-to-Jesus type of moment for the team, kind of like what Rodgers was referring to earlier this week, too. But, good Lord, if, if they were eating their own Wheaties and, you know, drinking their own Kool-Aid, only after four weeks, guys, there's there's bigger. I mean, look at last year. You went 13 and three and and got dominated in the NFC Championship game for crying out loud. Shouldn't even be drinking your old Kool Aid after just four weeks. I mean, fans were, we were. That's our jobs, not your jobs. So that's no excuse. 
completely, completely inexcusable. Uh, as far as for the Super Bowl thing, I, I know Mark Murphy, Packers president, uh, Mark Murphy was the one that kind of uh, hinted at it in one of those virtual parties, tailgate parties. Uh, said as a last resort, uh, that still would be a possibility. Obviously, that's that's an unknown right now. They don't want to do it in March. Uh, it's one of those things that if it's a if a team you know has a lot of exposures to to COVID, then it's something that they're going to have to take a look at. But one of those last resort things. You know, the the thing is, it's going to be interesting um, about you know that whole week. I, I've been to Radio Row at Super Bowl. I would assume that's not going to happen this year. I mean, it's just a huge party over there the whole week. Uh, it's going to be very different, and it's going to be very strange, and it's going to be really weird, you know, to, and especially for, like, the area. I think it's in Tampa. If they're not going to have all these big doings like they usually do for a Super Bowl, well, that's going to be a lot of revenue lost, too. So uh, I don't know if they would, like, give Tampa another Super Bowl, like, back-to-back for, for all the fans. or I know they've already awarded some of them, but I don't know what that – I just I can't see that stadium being full in February for for the Super Bowl. I, I I don't see it happening, and I don't see it being a normal Super Bowl week with with all the media and all the fans all there. I just I, I have my doubts, and I think the NFL is going to try their best to make sure that it is going to be as normal as possible. I just I don't see it. Uh, and then to to answer Big Steve's last couple questions here, no pressure on the Packers D, uh, or no pressure from the Packers D. You know, there was that number they're on pace uh, to have just a little over the amount of pressures, a little over half the amount of pressures that they had last year. Uh, I think the total was like 304. They're on pace for like 169, 170 this year. Inexcusable. I know Mike Pettin uh, talked about it, saying, you know, they're close, they're close, but that's still no excuse. Um, And, yeah, I think the big one out there is Preston Smith. I, I just don't know if they're trying different stuff and... And, and trying new looks and, and new plays and new stunts and, and all that sort of stuff. I mean, if you're getting away from what your guys do best, if you're kind of handcuffing them, then I think that potentially could do more damage than, than good. And if that's like, you know, I know Preston Smith has dropped and in, in covers the same amount as he did the year prior, but if there's other stuff going on within the scheme, within the defense, that's kind of handcuffing these players or taking them out of opportunities to do what they do best, then that's a problem. And I think that can cause more problems than than not. So I, I think it's something that maybe some self-scouting has to go on. What are we doing wrong? What's not working? And let's get back to what was working last year or at parts this year. And as far as, you know, what jersey for, for Green Bay, I mean, I think – if you take out, like, alcohol and, and, and that sort of stuff, I mean, because you can go Miller Lite, maybe you can go Miller Lite because it's a beer or, or Lineys, you know, <laughs> something like that. The official beer sponsor over there in Green at Lambeau is Miller Lite, something around there. I know the Bucks have Harley-Davidson. You know, that would be another one as well. Um, I don't think that's going to happen uh, with, with Green Bay. I mean, that's like, I don't, you know, or the NFL for the most part. Um, I should say for the NFL. Um, but I wouldn't think that's going to happen for Green Bay. Like, Lambeau Field will never have a name change. I guess I wouldn't put it past them to say, you know, Lambeau Field presented by so-or-so. I, I, otherwise, I know Mark Murphy has said as long as he's there, that field ain't changing its name. And I think that's something that will never change. As far as jerseys, but just for just for shits and giggles, 
I, I would think the two obvious ones would be like Harley Davidson, like the Bucks have, or Miller Lights, or you know, a combination of Miller Light Lineys, something like that. Um, those would probably be the two biggest ones, I think. Backup quarterback, Big Steve. What What did you have on your mind? You You didn't say who you thought though. Uh, I got to hear from you. What do you think? All right, let's uh, let's finish up this podcast with a little hard count coming up after the break. Do you have a passion for the outdoors, hunting, fishing, camping, or just anything outdoors? You're not alone. Join Dan, Tyler, and Tim on the Campfire Conversations podcast, where they share their stories and adventures in the outdoors, some tips, and chat with others who share a passion for the great outdoors. Check out the Campfire Conversations podcast today. Wrapping up this episode of the Man Cave Football Podcast with a little hard count. And, you know, I'm looking around this league right now, and I know we've got a couple of teams undefeated, Pittsburgh tight, Pittsburgh and uh, uh, Tennessee. Big matchup this week in between those two teams as well. Seattle's undefeated. Kansas City's got that one loss. Green Bay suffered their first loss. Uh, Baltimore's got that one loss. You know, heading into the season, I think – a majority of us, including me, thought in the AFC it was going to be pretty much between Kansas City and Baltimore, and it still could be. But I think, you know, Pittsburgh being as good as they've shown and Tennessee being as good as they have shown, that has opened up some eyes. You look at the NFC, Seattle's undefeated, but they've got some major issues with that defense. Green Bay suffered their first loss. There's questions about their defense. And then Chicago, one loss. There's questions about their offense. So I look across the league right now, and I don't know if there is a clear-cut favorite in the NFL at this point. I mean, you can pick Kansas City. Eh, they've got some issues too, you know, especially in defense and in, in their rush defense. Baltimore, eh, maybe the most complete team, but they lost to Kansas City. Pittsburgh, Tennessee, one of them are going to lose their first game. Pittsburgh's dealing with some injuries. Uh, Bush, their linebacker's out. Tennessee, their offensive lineman, he's out, uh, Luan. And then, I mean, I just think right now, there is no clear-cut favorite in the NFL. Maybe once we get a few more games in and as we head to the postseason, we'll see who that clear-cut is. But I think you can make the case for multiple teams right now in the NFL to win a Super Bowl. I mean, could you make the case for Baltimore? Hell yeah. Kansas City? Hell yeah. Pittsburgh? Yup. Tennessee, yep. Green Bay, yep. Seattle, yep. Uh, so I, I just, I'm looking at, I mean, outside of the NFC East, whoever wins that division, they ain't winning the Super Bowl. But uh, I'm impressed. I got to admit it. I'm impressed with kind of the, and I feel like a lot of times we talk about this almost every year with parity and, and whatnot, but this is, I just, I don't know if you can make the case of, there is a clear-cut team right now in the NFL that is by far better than everybody in this league. I don't think you can right now. And I and that makes the season a lot more fun, too. Like, there's not that dominant team that out there. It's like, oh, boy. You know, kind of like in baseball, you'll have, like, from the from the Red Sox a couple years ago, it's like everybody knew, yeah, yeah, you ain't beating them. Well, we kind of found out some other stuff there. But, you know, even, like, New England. You know, like, New England. It's like, yep. Belichick Brady, good luck. They're always there, even though we all started to doubt them. 
you don't have a clear-cut favorite this year in the NFL. And that's a good thing, and I like it. All right, that's going to do it for us on this episode of the Man Cave Football Podcast. Big thanks to Big Steve, my backup quarterback, for bringing it again. Uh, but I want to hear from you. If you got questions, comments, thoughts, find me on Twitter and Facebook. Send those on over. But I need you guys to, to subscribe to the podcast and also rate the podcast so other people can find this uh, little shindig. But we're available on all the popular podcasting platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, you name it. It's there. Subscribe to it. Rate it. Listen to it. Tell your peeps about it, too. But for the Man Cave Football Podcast, I'm Dan Casper.